Hi, and welcome to the Annex Podcast Elevate YM Edition. We're a youth group at the Building Christian Fellowship that believes that you can have a real and relevant relationship with Jesus, even at a young age. And we pray you enjoyed this message from last Thursday. Open up your Bibles with me real quick to Romans chapter 5. We're going to get right into it. Kind of ironic that I remember taking history class. I don't know if you guys still do this. Anybody still do current events? We have to go into the newspaper and find a current event and write a short essay about what's going on in the news. No? Am I that old? We used to have to do it all the time. And, and truth be told, your boy would skip over the easiest points and projects you could possibly have. But it's interesting that I, I had a whole other message plan to preach today. And I couldn't help but address a certain topic. But before we get there, Let's get to Romans chapter 5. We're going to start from verse 6. And when you get there, say, I'm there. And if you're not there, say, I'm looking up at the board, JR. I'm looking up at the board. Amen. Romans chapter 5, starting from verse 6. And it reads from the NLT. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God, somebody say, but God. But God showed, us, showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Can the church say amen? Amen. The title of today's message, if you guys are taking notes out there, is It's the Whosoever for me. Look at your neighbor and say, it's whosoever for me. I couldn't help it. I really hate that whole for me, for me thing that's going on right now, but the title stuck and it fit. It's the whosoever for me. Now, I'll try not to go into graphic detail of what had happened over the past week, what this particular person did with his creative content and, and, and the, the stir that it had caused Amongst Christians, amongst the world, the in-between people, everyone, the internet was nearly broken by this dude's video. And before I start talking about this particular person, Noah, can I get that tweet up there real quick? This guy I, I met a couple years ago, he's a Christian DJ, and he just recently became a youth pastor. His name is DJ Wado. And one of the tweets that he had posted that just really resonated with me, that really kind of made me think about what we're going to talk about tonight is he says, some of us forget that God would forgive little Nas X today if he repented. Now, I don't know who's seen the video. I don't know who's seen the, the Air Maxes. I don't know who's seen all this content he's been putting out. Am I encouraging you to go watch it? By no means. Am I condoning what he's been doing? By no means. But we have to examine a biblical principle 
even though what he was doing, the way he's been acting, seems so far from God. We, we have to address the fact that, like it says in Romans chapter 5, while we were utterly helpless, while we was, were still sinners, Christ died for us. And before you go pointing the finger and before you go talking about, well, at least I'm not as bad as little Nas X. Well, at least I'm not doing the stuff that he's doing. Well, at least I don't have the same sins that he has. Before you go pointing the finger, don't forget about the sin that you have in your life. Don't forget about the things that you've been delivered from. Don't forget about the freedom that you've experienced in Christ. That same life-saving uh, a shackle-breaking freedom that Jesus can bring, he can give to a dude like little Nas X. So it's important for us to recognize before we go and try and take out of our role and judge somebody and try and say, well, I would never do that or I would never do certain things. Well, maybe you don't have the resources to make a music video or to make shoes. But some people live a lifestyle like that without the media attention. Some of us live, and some, of, some people in the world live in such a way where as, as crazy and as heinous as you're committing just as bad as sin. There are no levels to sin, okay? Don't think that somebody has a $100 sin and sis over here has a $50 sin and you only have a $5 sin. Well, at least I'm not like the dude over there. No, in God's eyes, sin is sin. Failing, failing his standard is failing his standard. But because God loves us so much, because he cares for us so much, he made a way for us to be made right with him through the sacrifice of his son. There's no better time than to preach this message. That, that, that even the worst of sinners, even the worst of people, even the people that, that, that have been communing with Satan still have an opportunity to come back to Christ. I know it's something that's hard to stomach, and it's kind of hard to fathom the level and the riches of grace and mercy that God has. But he has it for you. Here's the part that bothers me the most about this situation with little Nas X, right? Let's just put the video to the side for a second. Let's just put the shoes to the side for a second. Listen, this is for... All my Christian brothers and sisters, if you're watching online, if you're here in person, I expect somebody that's in the world to act like they're in the world. I expect somebody that, that, that doesn't know God to act like they don't know God. So rather than be in an uproar and like having like a, a, a tissy fit, I got that from my grandma Butcher. My grandma Butcher be talking like that. Like, dear Gussie, stuff like that. But rather than getting upset over something that we expect people in darkness to do, we have to allow them the opportunity to understand what the light is. And here was my biggest problem, right? Is people are getting offended. People are getting upset. Rightfully so. What he's doing is not right. When I say don't judge, I'm not condoning what a person is doing. But, but here's where we have to give people opportunity. The same opportunity that we've been given, we have to give to others. The same grace that God has shown us, we have to show grace to other people. But, but here's the point that we have to hone in on. Everybody knows this verse. Open up your Bibles to John chapter 3. Starting from verse 16. We know this verse, right? I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. It says, 
For here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone, somebody say everyone. Come on, y'all, wake up. So everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. But to be its savior and rescue it. So now there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him. But the unbeliever already lives under condemnation because they do not believe in the name of the only son of God. And here's the basis of their judgment. The light of God has now come into the world, but the people love their darkness more than the light. Because they want the darkness to conceal their evil. So the wicked hate the light and they try to hide from it. For the light fully exposes their lives. But those who love the truth will come into the light. For the light will reveal that it was God who produced their fruitful works. Now listen. As a Christian, as a believer, I cannot play the gatekeeper into the kingdom of God. I can't play the doorman into the kingdom of God. That's not my role. Most we have to realize as believers, as brothers and, and, and sisters in Christ, is that rather than trying to play the gatekeeper, rather than trying to play the person like, well, you're not good enough, so you're not good enough to be a Christian, all these different things, we have to look at it like this. Like, look, when somebody is lost, when somebody is in the dark, what do we do? We stop, we give them help, and we, uh, we assist them along the way. If somebody's car is broken down on the side of the road, you don't say, well, you should have got your car fixed before you left your house. Ha, bye. That's basically what it's like when we just tell people truth without any love. You could just as easily go to that person that's stuck on the side of the road and say, man, you know what? It looks like you had a low battery anyways, and here's what I'll do. I'll give you a jump. I'll give you the assistance to help you along the way. Rather than responding with just truth, we do like Jesus does and respond with truth and love. John chapter 3, like one of the most well-known verses in the Bible, starts off with, for God so loved the world. That that's the basis of it. And this is my, this is my first out of two points. My first point is this, real simple. You are loved by God, period. You are loved by God. When it comes to us doing discipleship, when it comes to us having evangelism, when we go out and reach to the lost and talk to that family member that, that, that needs to know God, we're, we're, we're not trying to love them the best that we can. We're trying to send them to the perfect love, the only love that God can provide. So rather than trying to lead them to us and us being the doorkeeper, we do everything we can to expose them to the light and love and, and lead them to Christ. We aren't meant to be doorkeepers. We're messengers. We're ambassadors. We're here to talk about the goodness of God. We're here to share our testimonies and tell people that are lost. And look, I once was lost like you, but then I was found by God. I once was lost like you. I once was, 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 was not in my right mind. I once was in a very dark place, but then Jesus showed up. That's the mindset that we have to have. And we can't have our noses so high in the air that we don't uh, uh, see the people that are hurting and in need of a Savior. Now that you've been saved, don't think that you weren't there so long ago. 
This is the mindset that we have to have. Is little Nas X isn't a one for one. He's not the only person doing crazy stuff like that. Little Nas X isn't just like one person is like, oh, I have a very original idea. Like this has been done millions of times. I was cracking up. I was cracking up because like back in the day, I don't know, like when it comes to like Christianity and music and like worldly music, there's always been some kind of tension. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the band ACDC before, right? You heard ACDC before? They had this song called Highway to Hell. And it's like, you got a bunch of people that are all up in this uproar about Lil Nas X doing what worldly people do, and then they won't trip over what they did about with Highway to Hell. It's like, we can't be picking and choosing on what we consider acceptable and what's not acceptable. Like, oh man, you know we in California, you can smoke a little weed, it's all good. Like, come on man, you know, it's your girlfriend, you're supposed to sleep with her. It's cool, we just let that slide. Like, no, we can't be picky and choosy about what sins we think are acceptable and what aren't acceptable. We have to know and to, 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 to have conversations in such a way where we're loving on our brothers and sisters, we're loving on the people that are in the world, but we're not afraid to share truth. The Bible talks about the characteristics of God a lot where he says, the way that God loves is like, look, I chastise you because I love you. I correct you because I love you. I tell you the truth because I love you. Because I know that if I don't tell you the truth, you're, you're on your way to somewhere that's going to be, be devastating to you. You're on your way somewhere that's going to be the end of you. But here's where we have to have the comfortability as well. Here's the flip side of it. Look, is listen, don't be discouraged when people in the world don't accept, accept what you have to bring them. Don't be discouraged that when you leave this place and you have a particular person in mind, a cousin, a friend, a family member, whoever it may be, and you felt led to go share the word with him, just remind yourself that, look, I am on a mission, and whether you accept it or not, I've done my job. I've, I've, I've introduced you to Jesus. It's like, look, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to condemn you. What I am here to share with you is like, look, I know before my life was one way, I, uh, something changed on the inside of me, and my life changed for the better. These are the mindsets that we have to have. We have to be loved by God. So much so that in spite of our evil ways, in spite of our bad habits, and in spite of our unrighteousness, that he has given us a gift through Jesus to be made right with him again. That we have to recognize, too, and we have to speak truth in a way that we're not just teaching some type of 50% Christianity. We're not just teaching some type of way to, to become a better person. That we're not just trying to make people better people. We're trying to get people saved. That it's important that we recognize, and this might sound crazy, that if you have that family member or you have that friend that is dealing with homosexuality, that you think that the answer to them being a good person is by making them straight? No, it's by getting them saved. By getting them saved, they're transformed. By getting them saved and coming into a relationship with God is when they're made new and made right in God's eyes. Rather than coming up with an idea of what we think is best and what we think is right, 
We should observe what God has for us, observe the, the gift that he has given to us through his son by exposing people to Jesus, not compromising, not just taking a couple of ideas from the Bible and just applying it to our lives and applying it to our conversations. So it's important that we recognize God's love, that God is so good and that God loves us so much that he was the one that had to make a way for us to be made right with him again. That, that, that God didn't give us a long list of rules just for us to fail. That, that matter of fact, if I take that back, if you look at the Old Testament, you look at the Levitical law, the Levitical law was to show us that, look, even if you try to keep all million of these laws, even if you try to be the very best person you can possibly be, without Jesus, without God's help, you're not going to meet that righteousness requirement you're trying to make. So it's important that that, 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 that not only do we recognize that, that God loves us and that God gives us the grace to be set free, but, but God gives us the grace to stay free. So many people come in and out of churches and they think, well, as long as I show up for church, then everything will be okay. That look, I, anybody can come in here. The liar, the cheater, the sinner, anybody can come in here. But after an encounter in God, I challenge you not to be changed. I challenge you not to be set free after encountering God. Encountering God. I, I, I challenge you after you've had a real relevant relationship with him that you don't see some real transformational change in your life. But it comes to a certain point. And this is our last point for tonight. It's we respond to God's love by receiving the gift he's given us through Jesus. We respond to God's love by receiving the gift he's given us through Jesus. When we read John chapter 3, it says this. It says uh, in verse 16, for here's the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift, so now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. Listen, this is not a promise of immortality here in the flesh, okay? You're not going to get superpowers if you believe in Jesus, okay? It's not going to be like some Justice League, like, Teen Titans, like Avengers type stuff going on after you believe in Jesus Christ. But what the word can promise us is this. Rather than receiving the punishment of hell, rather than receiving the, 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 the punishment of eternal damnation, God says that, look, once you believe in me, once you, once you, once you put your faith in me, then, then I'll give you everlasting life with me. And believing is deeper than this. Believing isn't just believing that God is real. Of course God is real. If you look outside, everything speaks to how, how real God is. But it goes deeper in that. When you look at the original language, when you look at that word believe, it literally means to be convinced of. To be convinced that something is true. When you come to the realization that, that, that God sacrificed what he did for us, was, was, was the only thing that would have been enough to be made righteous in God's eyes again. When we are convinced that is true, we have to do something in our lives. It's not just feeling sorry and getting the tears and getting the goosebumps in church, but it's actually making this really big life decision that's called repenting. And repenting means this. It means I'm going to go from the what, where I used to think was right, where, where I used to think was the right way, and I'm going to turn to what God thinks is right. I'm going to turn away from the life I used to have, from, from the people that used to, to, to drag me uh, down into darkness with them, and I'm going to turn toward God's marvelous light. 
And here's what happens when he explains it in John chapter 3. Is a lot of times people love their lives so much, they love the darkness so much, that when they're presented the light, when they're presented real righteousness, they decide to make their darkness and call it righteousness. When we have to recognize, when we have to realize that that word sinner, that word sinner, guess what it means in the original language? It means sinner. I, I didn't want to throw you guys out for nothing deep. But in all seriousness, though, the word sinner literally means devoted to sin. It means you're devoted to sin. Like, you're devoted to making bad decisions. Even more so, that term sin means to miss the mark. And what we don't realize when we're devoted to sin, when we're devoted to a sinful lifestyle, we're devoting ourselves to missing the mark that God has set before us. If you want to make it even plainer, it's saying this, that look, God, I see your standard, I see where you set it, but I'm going to choose everything else but what you have for me. That's what it means to be a sinner. That, 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 that's basically saying that, God, I see what you have to present for me, and, and, and I don't want anything to do with it. I'm much more comfortable with my life. Th this is what we have to deal with in the world, is people love their lives more than they want to love God. People love their habits more than they want to uh, adopt real righteousness. But this is, how, this is what we have to present as believers, you guys, is we have to present real repentance. We have to present a real changed life. We have to present uh, 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 Jesus in the way that he's meant to be presented. That yes, God is a loving God. Yes, God cares for us. But God is also a righteous God. God is also a just God. God is also a good God. So in the midst of him loving you, in the midst of him caring about you, in the midst of him wanting to take care of you, there is truth that, 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 that unrighteousness can't dwell with righteousness. That, that a sinful life can't dwell with a holy life. That, that as ambassadors, as messengers of the kingdom of God, we have to keep ourselves to a certain standard and to act like we really repented of the life that we used to live. So it's important that we talked about like a week ago that we're not hypocrites in our walks with Christ. That we're not here learning how to uh, uh, raise our hands and to give God glory and to give God worship and service, but, but acting like we don't know God at home. Public and around our parents, we act like everything we're learning at Elevate is right and good and, and we're changing and everything's happening. And yet in private, you're acting like a completely different person. It's important to recognize that the word of God says that whom the son has set free is free indeed. Not partially free, not just free in public, not just free when people are looking, but on the, in public, in private, no matter what person they're around, no matter if they're at church or at work or at school or at a certain family member's house, that, that the freedom that they've experienced through Christ continues to last through all of those things. So it's important that we respond, that we live a life that shows that we responded to the call of God. We have to live a life that shows that we responded to the call of God by repenting of the way that we used to live and turning towards God. As I come to a close, I want you guys to recognize that listen, you might think that you're young. You might think that you don't have any type of role in the kingdom of God. 
that, man, all that Jesus stuff is just for the leaders. It's just for Pastor JR and Erica and Isaiah and Isabella and the adults that, that, that lead us and elevate. But you absolutely positively have a role in the kingdom. I don't care if you're in seventh grade or 12th grade. I don't care if you're the star athlete or the nerd that's in the chess club. It's important that you have a role, regardless of who you are, regardless of who you, what your background is, that you have a role as an, as an ambassador of the kingdom. You have a role as somebody that has experienced the love and the grace and the mercy of God. That rather than trying to play a judge in the judgment seat, you have to be an advocate for somebody. You have to operate like Jesus would operate. You have to be like, look, I, I know that, that, that you think what you're doing is right. I know that you think what you're doing is cool, but let me show you a better way. Let me show you a life worth living. Let me show you what real peace looks like. Let me show you what real purpose looks like. Let me show you what real freedom looks like. It's only found in Jesus. There's nothing that we can do. There's nothing that we can twist around to make it seem like we're doing the right thing, doing the good thing. Goodness, righteousness, holiness is only found in Jesus Christ. Our role is to not be the judge. Our role is not to be the person with the gavel. That's Jesus' role. Jesus is the only rightful judge. Jesus is the that, that knows what real goodness is. And I want you to take this thought for just a second as everybody stands to their feet. Is to recognize this. How would you feel if you were on trial and you had a judge that committed the very same thing that you had committed? Imagine just for instance, you were on trial for stealing from somebody's house. And the same dude that you had did that crime with was standing in the judge seat. How just would that be? How fair would that be? It's not. So before you go pointing the finger, as a believer, before you go pointing the finger in judging somebody, the Word of God says in Matthew chapter 7, before you go judging what's in your brother's eye, check the plank in your eye first. We all got planks. In some, in some translations, like, you have a whole, like, ship mass in your eye. Like, it's noticeable. But listen, rather than trying to act like you're better than everybody, rather than try to act like you're holier than thou, recognize that Jesus died for everyone. Remember that Jesus died while we were all still sinners. And yet he still made a way for us. What kind of love is that? It's the only type of perfect love that God can provide. So listen, again, am I condoning what Little Nas X did on that video? Am I condoning him making devil shoes with the pentagram and the quote-unquote 60 cc's of blood in the hill? Am I condoning what he did? No. But one thing I do believe one thing I know for certain is that even a, even a dude like Lil, Lil Nas X that has done the extreme of extremes in our society's eyes, right? 
even with him doing that extreme, if he came to the feet of Jesus and repented of his sins, I believe that he'd be forgiven. I believe that he would be forgiven because I was forgiven. I believe that he would be forgiven because I've seen family members forgiven. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, Observe yourself for a second. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to throw any shame on you. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about yourself. But think about for just a second all the things that God has delivered you from. If you're like in seventh grade and you're thinking to yourself, well, I haven't really done that much. I've only done like one thing. Praise God, you've only done that one thing. That's a testimony in itself. But whatever choices that you have made away from God is falling short of the standard that he has set before us. Examine yourself for a second. That Jesus loves you enough that if you repent, that he forgive you of your sins. Jesus loves you enough that even while you were still an enemy of God, that he made a way for you. Listen, brothers, sisters, Our job is not to be the judge. Only Jesus can do that. Our job as Christians is is not to condemn. Only Jesus has the power to do that. As a matter of fact, there's going to come a day where there's going to be some condemnation. But as for now, we all have opportunities to come to God. So if you're here today and you want to repent, I encourage you, come down to the altar. There's space. If you want to be safe with COVID and everything, there's safe. There's plenty of space in here. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask God to create in you a clean heart. Ask God to renew in you a right spirit. Because God's salvation is the only real salvation that saves. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness, God. God, we won't be the type of Christians that points the finger, God, acting like we weren't delivered for something ourselves. That we are, are, are so hypocritical, God, that we'll try to appear to be uh, uh, good and righteous in public and try to act like we haven't been through anything or been delivered through anything, God. And we give people the grace that you have given us. God, I'm praying that even now you are giving us the wisdom on how to better reach the the lost. That you are giving us the wisdom on how to reach out to people that are in dark places. God, like your word says, I am praying that you give us the power and the authority to go out and plant seeds, to go out and water those seeds, Lord God, but that you get the increase. You are the one that makes the connection, God. So I'm praying that even now, those connections, those conversations are being being formed together even now. That we remember our testimony. That we remember all the things that we've been through. That we remember that in spite of all the things that we've been through, God, that you were faithful enough to to, to die on the cross for us. That you you loved us enough, God, to, to, to sacrifice your life when you didn't have to. God, we're thankful for that. 
God, I am praying that we live a life that reflects our decision to follow you. That we don't just praise you with, our, with lip service, God. That we don't just get in the habit of showing an outward sign of affection, God. But we love you from the bottom of our hearts, God. And every action, every decision that we make, God, every thought, Lord God, is devoted to you. Not to our sinful nature, not to our flesh, God, not to the person that we used to be, God, but everything, our whole being, our mind, our soul, our strength is devoted to following you. God, I am praying that any wicked thought that, that exalts itself above you, Lord God, that we put it into subjection, God. That you have not given us the spirit of fear, but you have given us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, God. That we won't fall for the enemy's traps, God. We won't fall for the enemy's deceit, God. That even when temptation bears its ugly head, God, that you have given us a way of escape in you. God, I'm praying that you make your spirit known. That when we feel like falling short, God, when we feel like turning the wrong way, God, that your spirit reminds us of who we are. That your spirit reminds us that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. That we don't have to dabble in anything less than what our Father has for us. That we don't have to, to mess with anything that, 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 that won't fulfill us like how you can fulfill us, God. God, I am praying for each and every person that is in here under the sound of my voice, that is over the live feed, God. That you can continue to create real relevant relationship with them, Lord. God, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. And praise real quick. Hallelujah. So listen, groups are on tonight. The after party is on. Again, I apologize for last week. Icebreaker and the message got away from me. But anyways, ladies, you'll be meeting over here. Elevate room fellows will be meeting right up here at the front of the sanctuary. Listen. If you're not, if you're watching from online and you want to join the after party digitally, you can do so. Make sure you DM me, DM the Elevate page, DM at Pastor Erica, and we'll get that link all set up for you guys. If all needs have been met, listen, Easter is this Sunday. Make sure that you're here. Wear your Easter best. If you don't have an Easter best, wear your Easter okay. Whatever it is, just be here. Be in the building. Invite your friends. Invite your family. If your friends and family don't feel comfortable coming to church yet, ha, no excuse. We got YouTube and Facebook. Send them the link. Follow us on Instagram. I can go all night. But go with God. Listen, be willing to be open to share in tonight's groups. That if we can't be iron that sharpens iron, then we've gotten together for no reason. We're here to grow with one another. Amen. If all needs have been met, Go with God. I love you guys online. Love you guys. See you guys on Sunday.